by Kath. Hey, Don. Good. I'm on the I'm on the uh, producers, and it sounds like I'm echoing. So we have to stop. Hold on. I think it's me. I think it's me. Okay. 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 All right. Do you have to wear them? Yeah, no, I'm going to take them off because okay. I can't. Concentrate. It mutes. It, but if you don't, then you'll hear. If you. Hi, Kath. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Don. Hi, Colleen. Hi. <laughs> Colleen's back in the house. We had to record on a day that Sophie is working, so we're, and by we, I mean Kathy is winging it, <laughs> figuring know, out, figuring out. It exactly could be echoing the sound. I, there's no guarantees. It's just all love right we now. We could not be recording at all. I know. I'm really grateful. This I'm glad could that be we're one of those lost episodes for all we know. Oh, God, don't say that because it's going to be the best one. It's going to be so good. We have so much to talk about, Don. I can't even. You have a lot to talk about. I do have a lot to talk about. Yes. Um, it's when you're on the spot having to talk about, it, it's never as clear. <laughs> I'm never as clear. I'm passionate in the moment. And then when I have to process it, it's not. So I did something last week. And Colleen, I don't think we even talked about it. You saw my post on, on Facebook. Yes. 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 And so it's very unlike. Well, let's go back. Yeah, go back. Let's go back. I like how she reigns it in. Reigns it in. Okay. First of That's all, when we her. started this podcast, Kathy gave me very few things that I wasn't allowed to talk about. One of them, I was not allowed to spew my political views and make it centric, make our conversation centric on what I feel politically. And over the years, Kathy has often said, I don't want to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk specifically about political current events. And I'd say for the most part, we've steered clear from that. We are not. For the most part. For the most part. Although, as as everyone says, the dumpster fire gets hotter and bigger. It's kind of hard not to. (laughs) And it's kind of hard not to. And it is divisive times. We're very... We are very um, dedicated to the Black Lives Matter ideas. um, And... You know, that we have not been quiet about or whatever. And I am usually very much like I um, I'm very much someone who can discourse on all of it. I like it. I like that. Kathy has always felt uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Kathy's always felt uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Um, Personally, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm an independent. I left the Democrats during the Obama administration because to me, they were more Republican than the Republicans at times um yes if you put together a list by the way toby and i were just talking about this yesterday it was like obama we're um, not talking wait, about wait. politics no, we're if not. you could we see are. kathy's face right now <laughs> oh but she's like but I'm, shut up. I'm giving i'm giving some background because <laughs> yes. you're about to throw you're about to throw i wasn't going to I, a I, torch i know but i wasn't so going to if you put obama's uh policies next to there was another list and people were like oh my gosh well Obviously, this is a Republican. This is a Democrat. It actually was Ronald Reagan was more progressive in those oh, policies yeah, yeah, than yes, Obama's. Yeah, yeah. So I'm an independent. 
And I have voted Republican in the past, but for yeah. the most part, my politics are left-leaning, right. for the most part, if you had to. Right. But I really do vote for individuals, and I really am not a one-issue voter myself. Right. But, um, and so we don't really, we don't really talk about it that much. No. And Kathy has never really been someone to publicly whatever. Yeah. But last week we didn't record. And I think part of it was because we were not in a good mental place. Oh, I don't know what. At all after our president would not denounce white supremacy. It makes me cry. Like I'm, right. I start. <sighs> So I have I have the second thing we don't talk about is religion. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so what happened was, um, as as we've been progressing on the podcast, we've gotten a little bit more popular, and you know it's been getting, for me personally, my work has been broadening. I have more mentees under me, you know, like really helping light workers get where they're at, and this work is what my work is. And as an exorcist, I am very, <laughs> I am extremely proud mm-hmm. of you know continuing to do that work, you know, um, and helping people, you know, fight things that are taunting them. My job is to help people um, overcome and fight things that taunt them, that hurt them, that may not be visible to others. I take pride in helping people get where they're at that is my job um what had happened is i got a couple of um a couple of people in in my circle not not the not patreon circle but in my own personal friendships and stuff um they were our trump supporters and so i would never you know, like at this point, he's just stupid and you're going to believe what you believe and I'm not going to bother you. But what, what, when he did not denounce white supremacy, my heart just like, I was like, I just couldn't, I just couldn't anymore. I was like, you know what? I'm, uh, as, as my wife, my wise sister, other sister says is I'm intolerant for people's intolerance. Like you be intolerant of people is that anytime there is spew of hate, it is never okay. So I don't know what hair got up my ass. Mm-hmm. I, I am 46 years old. I have, I don't think I've ever posted like Mm-mm. a real political opinion. I posted like, um, I am a transmuter of unconditional love. I, this is my duty. I was like, um, Donald Trump uh, would not denounce white supremacy. Therefore, if you support him, you are not supporting my children. You're not supporting my husband. You're not supporting me. You're not, you know, I feel unsafe. And I think when you use the words like protection, protecting my family, the feedback that I got from the majority are like supporting me. Like I want to say like I, I, I do not regret things that I say or do because there's always a reason and lessons to be learned from that. I had a couple of people who were uh, in the past my mentees who who I mentored for several years, seven or eight years who are now doing shaman work and doing their own work and I'm very proud of them. But the words that they told me that they were disappointed in me. I was like, my parents are dead. Nobody has the right to tell me they're disappointed in me. How are you disappointed in me? How are you disappointed that I didn't live up to an expectation you had in your head 
I hope you're listening because we've had the conversation, but I want to make it clear. I have never claimed myself to be holier than fucking thou. I have never claimed myself to be, you know, you know, God himself walking around, Jesus Christ. I've never done that. I've never wanted to put my play myself, and this is why I fight it, because this is how you damage people who are human beings trying to live on this earth. I have a right to say how I feel, and, and they just, like, to say that you're disappointed in me because I am not going to support people who hate, I'm an exorcist. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. I go right. and I sage and I fight and I scream and I yell, get out. You're hurting people. Donald Trump has has an evil soul in him and he needs to be saged. There's no difference. Somebody who's going to support people who are going to hurt people I love, is that okay? And I say it like this. This is how I rationalize it because I have to do it in like uh, animation in my head to make me understand like transmuting, like, you know trying to translate in a cartoon so I can understand what I'm saying is that if you're friends just for shits and giggles, you're friends with someone like D DJ. Okay. DJ mm -hmm. Donald Trump. I can't even say his name, Donald Trump. Okay. You guys are walking down the street. Donovan is walking past you. You love me and Donovan and Donald Trump looks at him and starts doing that. Like, you know, special needs, making fun of Donovan. Are you going to make excuses for that guy? Say, oh, he's just kidding. Meanwhile, he's hurting my son. My family, my family, my core family, Sophie and her family, they're from Mexico. They have a sentence from Mexico. Can you imagine Sophie and Nico being split apart and you think that's okay? Be and then it's like, oh, it's just him. It's just how he behaves. How many times are we going to excuse people for whatever reason, because in your head you have a relationship with an idea that this man is going to save you in some way. And that's the problem with organized religion, and that's the problem with organized politics that aren't working. When he started, when he was running, I even said to Don, I hope he I hope this works. Draining the swamp. I kept saying, I'm gonna give this guy a chance. But when you start teasing my son, when you start threatening my family, you're gonna split them up. Or you're going to say that you're going to threaten me for voting? I was like, that's not, that's not who we are about. I have the right to say, if you are supporting someone who's going to threaten my family, what is the difference than me protecting my home with a gun? If you come in my house and threaten me, I have that right. I have the right to say this is not okay. And just because I do spiritual work doesn't mean I float above everybody and I'm supposed to love every single person around me. That's not, I'm sorry, Jesus flipped over tables. He flipped fucking tables over. Do you guys know the stories about him? So why are you following this dude? Because he hated people who were so rich and weren't taking care of his people. He would not be happy right now. I'm not going to preach to you. I'm not preaching to anybody. I'm not anybody's anything. If I can inspire you, if I can, if I can help you get through something, if I could do anything to make your life easier, that's who I am. I'm Kathy Caminero. I'm not this. Don't look up at me. I'm not looking down at you. That's how I feel. And it's like, that's why I always, always had a, I always questioned what we were doing because I didn't want that kind of pressure. So for me to do this, it must have been something. But for all the people who 
who are struggling, I love you, and, and who, who are trying to just kind of figure out their life and just can't get through every day and not feeling good about themselves and are thinking that things are, history is going to go backwards, enslaved, what are we, what's going to happen? We have to do something. I can't, I can't allow that to happen. And I think about, I think about my Donovan, defenseless. So that's why we have to make change happen. And I don't care. I'm not a Biden fan. I'm not anybody's fan. I'm not a fan of anything that's going on right now. <laughs> I'm going to just, but I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of hate. Hate. Mm-hmm. Don't hate. And if you support and make excuses for hate, I want you to think about your personal relationships. I want you to think about the partners in your life that you choose and make excuses for because you have some kind of insecurity. Henry did a great post on Patreon about defending less. Mm-hmm. We feel obligated because our family, our family believes in something. So obviously we have to, you know, uh, you know, defend less of what you know is, is, you know, of what you know is wrong and have courage in that. And use your and use your mind, use your own thoughts, and you don't have to share it. It's none of anybody's business what you believe, but you but people put it out there, and I wanted to put out there that it wasn't okay to hate. It's not okay to hate in any level, any level, and encouraging hate is even the worst. That's what I fight. That's my job. Mm-hmm. So we might lose people, and, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Because I want the right people around me. I want people who yeah. are going to defend my son. I want people who are going to defend my daughter and her family. Mm-hmm. It hurts me. Mm-hmm. Why would somebody tell me they were disappointed in me? Well, because they had an expectation of you that was unrealistic. And, you know, the idea of being a shaman, a healer, a teacher whatever that is, does not make you, like you said, not human. (laughs) 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 And, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make you, it doesn't, you know, you're not a better quote unquote person. If you, in my opinion, in my opinion, it doesn't make you a better person. If you just unconditionally love all humans, right? And um, if you help people to find their higher selves, that's okay. That's a different. That's a different. That's a different conversation, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it was uh, when you have a relationship with a teacher, or you have a relationship with somebody who uh, who you do look up to. I think that you put. Um, your own expectations on who they are as a person. Yeah. And it's not fair. It's not fair. It's yeah. Not, it hurt me. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm talking about it because it, it takes a lot to kind of hurt me now. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember us. Like, usually I can, I let things roll. Yeah. But I take such pride and I work so hard. I know for me, for my work, is that I take it so seriously. And, you know, there are people who just like fall off, you know, who don't follow it, but this is somebody who's followed the path and is doing work, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to, to tell me that 
the work that was put in, the time, the mm-hmm. energy, the mm-hmm. love, the support. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, so to say to me that you're disappointed mm-hmm. because I, because um, for whatever reason, like you can be disappointed, like, but it wasn't fair to me and mm-hmm. I, and I'm not very good at confrontation, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just had to say that I understand and I'm sorry you're hurt, but I still am going to stand by what yeah. I say and that I don't tolerate hate um, at all ever in my life. And I am here to protect uh, my family and friends mm-hmm. in every aspect mm-hmm. and have some who, who need civil liberty. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. And I will never back down to that. Mm-hmm. Just like I will never back down to a haunted house or a demonic presence. I will never back mm-hmm. down because I will protect the family mm-hmm. because it's my job. It's who I am to, to my core. Right. And I want the best for everyone. So it was kind of like, it was, it was kind of like, um, well, you know, to me, I equate it this specifically with, um, you know, Germany in the thirties when there were conversations around the table where people were not in the direct threat line of fascism and people were like, well, you know, Hitler's got great ideas. The Volkswagen's Volkswagen was a good idea. <laughs> right, right, right. And he got and he got right. the kids, you know, um Isn't he a vegetarian or vegan? I don't or something? know. Yeah, like, like good, you know, good. he got the kids he got the kids back out in the woods, playing in the woods, right. all those scout things. Like that's great. And he's a good writer, and you know what? He's kind of a good artist. But yeah. uh uh Well, guess what? We judge and look back on those times and judge those Germans who weren't like, wait a minute, hold up everybody. Right. I don't give a shit about those things. There's this. Yeah. And this hate. Yeah. And this vitriol. And sometimes you have to stand up and say, you might make excuses and think that Volkswagen is a great idea. Yeah. But that doesn't override this hate. And the future of the of the momentum of hate. Right. Which, you know, we're humans and we're tribal. And our behavior since the dawn of, you know, Cro-Magnum times of walking upward has been us against them right it's in us okay and um there has to be a line yeah in civil during our civilized times and if you're someone who does want to walk a path of light and love and authentic lives with the you know with an open heart yeah then you have to stand by your personal principles and say yes the the line for us is absolute hate based on not what people think right not what people do right of who they just simply are right because they happen to be born right like that right that's the line in the sand yeah i have boundaries that's a pretty broad. If you ask me, I wouldn't date a Boston Red Sox fan. That's so so a lot of boundaries. My, my lines are my lines are real close to me and my hips. But it's hard. It's hard to. Yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah. And I understand that it was brave of you. I was shocked. I thought, did I write in my sleep? Because this, I, and I was friends commented like, you've been hanging out with your sister too much. It was a lot. It was like, 
I, I don't know. But I respect that. I respect that. People have made this de- declaration a long time ago. Yeah, I, I did not. I would not. But you didn't. I, I waited and you out. Kept, and you kept saying, like, no, it, you know. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what's really I going. I mean, there are, there you know, I won't lie. I'm really kind of relieved my dad's not alive right now to live through this. Although. I don't think although he would not. After did, we've had it. We had a text chain about, you know, with other relatives. Yeah. Like, do you think, because dad did support Trump in yeah. 2016. Do you think he would still support him now? I don't think so. And I think we've decided that we don't think so. I don't think so. Mostly because of how he, hand, he handled COVID. Because dad yeah. was like a fanatic about health, public and, health issues. Yes. So. Once he would have, it wouldn't have been the white, it would have been like, it wouldn't have been the white supremacy. No, it wouldn't have been that because he's in the 50s. Let's be honest. No, he's in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the 50s mind. So he would have done it when they, he found out that Trump was holding on to it. Like holding on to information. That's I'm done. That would have like, okay, dad, that would have made him mad. That would have made him mad because of public health. Yeah. You're right. Not because let's be honest. And, and you know, he, he we're not, yeah, we're not saints. We're not surrounded by saints. Um, you know, I was just, you know, yeah. I was we I was just talking with Colleen about a lovely community nearby who I don't support because they subject their women. Right. Done. That's my line in the sand. Right, Where there's other people <laughs> who right. they are lovely and they did lovely things for you and your family, Colleen, yes. and they've done lovely things for us, but I'm not going there for their Sunday soirees. <laughs> That's my line in the sand. And to some people, it's it's harsh. It's just what makes me sleep at night. And so I you really, finally had you. Had I, to, <laughs> I don't know what I think. I was just like you know, it, I do things based on what spirit guides me to do. Um, and so it was one of those things. It was late at night, and I said, you know what, I am. I need to say. I need to say this because everybody else gets to, and I feel like I hold a lot of my processing to myself. I said this is not okay. And I want people to, I I think I was protecting myself. Like if you support this, I didn't say for you not to, I said, just stay away from me. Right. I never, I would never tell Mm -hmm. it. You believe what you want to believe. I would never stop people from you do you. But for me, that's my boundary and I'm protecting my family. And I think I needed to, to do that. And I felt so much better. And everybody was just like, I got, I got, I got you going, Kath, are you okay? Like, like, (laughs) And you know what? And I think it, you know saving saving that was really good. And do I regret it? Absolutely right. not. Do you feel, you know, I you feel said great. Your piece I feel great. On. And mm-hmm. you know, I learned a lot. And that, and I'm still in the learning process because I'm a human being. And that's I wanted to remind everybody I'm a human being. Yeah. Um, I got to lean out like where people were standing, mm-hmm. and I got to have some. I had some great conversations, healthy conversations. Yes. And then it was good for me to see how maybe to I'm I feel humble in my own self, but to remind others that um, I am humble and I'm a human being and I don't put myself up in anywhere and I deserve to have the right, you know, and I and I do walk in love, but I will always, always fight against hate. Always done. Done. All right, let's take a break. Let's oh. wash your face. Let's I got to wash. I need, I need something. I don't know. OK, what I let's I don't take a break.
Okay, we're back. You Hi. feel better? You okay? I'm so much better. It's a more it's a moral issue, not a political issue, so I'm fine. I could talk about morals. You said your piece. I said my piece. Peace okay, out good. now. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. So I want to talk about Colleen. Okay. I want to talk about Colleen. Colleen. And our miracle. <laughs> I'm so happy you're sitting with me right now. So Colleen, I'm going to... Wait, I just have to say that a week ago, Kathy was like, this happened and I can't talk about it. I didn't want to talk. I had to wait for her to talk about it because yes. it's her miracle. Yes. I'm just... So, I get to witness. I got to witness. Okay. So wanna, I, I want to start back because most people who are listeners know who you are. But we have a lot of new listeners, which I'm really excited about. So just quickly, let's recap how our story. Quick. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to let you talk. So my daughter passed away a little over six years ago. And Kathy was working at the school that my grandson was at. And um, she was not my, um, per- my go-to person. And then one day... Um, my go-to person went away, so I ha- she gave me Kathy's number, and I called Kathy with not any reason to call Kathy to see her. <laughs> and I show up to see her, and we're both spiritual. Kathy gave me these beautiful feathers, and then once she left there, we became really close, and she's been walking my path with me for like four, five, year- five years now. Five years. Five years. So about... Two years after I met Kathy, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, and I was told that it was stage four and that I needed to have a transplant right away, and I did not believe that, so I started going to the city, and the person that was taking me to the city bailed on me. Asshole. And Kathy happened to call me right after he bailed on me. I had just had tests done because they thought they found something more wrong with me. And I was supposed to go for the results. And he bailed on me. He wasn't bringing me. He told me to take the bus, the train or whatever to go get these devastating. So Kathy called me. <laughs> when, when we're done for Witchy Wednesday, <laughs> I want his. Uh, oh, don't, worry, want oh, his don't worry. Oh, don't worry. It's already done. It's already done. So I was crying hysterically and Kathy called me and she's just like, don't worry about it. I'm taking you. I'm like, but we have to go to the city. I don't care. I'm taking you. Because Kathy doesn't ever go to the city. So, yeah. Joy was my, uh, was my last like hoo-ha motivation. And (laughs) yeah, because of her. Because of them. Because I'm sorry. Because of them. I'm not afraid. So I, I thank them very much. So me and Kathy started going to the city and she's been walking this path with me. And I was progressively getting worse. So they just, I decided that um, it was great because Kathy always let me make my own decisions. Like the, the doctor's saying you need chemo or you're not going to be able to walk. And I'm like, that's okay. I'll skip the chemo. And then I go home and I'm thinking about it. And then I call Kathy and I say, yeah, I think she's like, yeah, you should have done that. <laughs> we'll go back down. So we go back down and I set up for chemo and I'm doing it and I'm, they tell me six weeks ago, they told me my numbers went up and that the chemo didn't work. Hold on. Wait, wait. Stop, what's stop. the time frame? Hold on. Yeah, I need to, I have but some this practical. Is good. This is good. What? Wait, I have some practical questions. Number one, you said you, you were told you needed a transplant. What kind of transplant? A s- stem cell. A stem cell. For my, for the bone marrow. For the bone marrow. And that was somebody from in the Hudson Valley? That was somebody that? from Kingston. From Kingston. Okay. Oh, we won't, we won't. It's okay. It's okay. fine. You just made a different decision. That's yeah. fine. I just wanted to know. And so this was how many years ago, did you say? Four years Four ago. Four years ago. And then um, you were like, okay, I'm not going to 
be up here you went to new york city for like the second opinion yes okay and so you started going to the city with this other person for how long not even a year not even a year okay so now we're a year into it and kathy comes into the picture Yes, and she never left my side. <laughs> She's never left your side. <laughs> and um, for Kathy to get over, for new listeners, um, Kathy, to this day, how old are you, Kathy? 12, <laughs> according to Donna. How old are you, Kathy? 46. 46 years old. If we were to go into New York City, when the train pulls into <laughs> Grand Central Station, she has to hold my hand. <laughs> We, I first of all, we look like a great couple. I like, I love that. It's like now, hold, yeah, it now people are like, you either look like incestuous sisters, <laughs> or like what is that? Or a couple, and yeah, even when we travel to Pennsylvania yeah. in like the suburbs, yeah, she gets nervous and she has to hold my hand. Well, she pushes me in front of her, <laughs> right, to go first. Right, she told go me that the dark, dark tunnel she by told yourself. Me that. And yes. I'm just like, your friend has stage four cancer, and you're Doesn't pushing matter. her in front. You're pushing her t- in front of you on the subway. <laughs> no, it was like no, it was it through this tunnel we were going <laughs> it was really through. Scary. This walkway it was a scary walkway. She pushed. <laughs> she me. pushed you. You in go front. first. You go first. I pushed her. So right. you go first. So for Kathy to even <laughs> say that she would drive you was that's a miracle. Yeah, okay, that, that Colleen, congratulations because I've never <laughs> met somebody in her whole life. Who would uh, have her fearlessly drive down, find yeah. parking, find the I, place? Yeah. So, first of all, good for you. That's love. Okay. I just want that is true so love right there. Along the way, you're ta- you're you're getting chemo treatments. I started in April. This past April. This yeah. past April. So from the first time that they set, so you went to New York City. How many? I think it was like two years. Two, two years, years ago. Two years. So what yeah. were you doing? What were you doing during that time? Just getting blood. They were watching it, getting blood work okay. and and having all the tests done. But we were just watching it. It was smothered. the The numbers were like her. The cancer. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Colleen. But we were. They were watching the numbers and seeing that it was kind of smothered, which means it was just staying at the same number. Yeah. So there was nothing. She was still functioning. So fun- when you say numbers, what's the scale? Well, there's three different tests. They go by your urine, the protein in your urine, your blood markers, and your bone marrow markers. Okay. So all of them were stable. They were just staying the same. They weren't going anywhere. It was just like you have cancer in there. Yeah, the cancer. It wasn't growing or going away. Right. It was was at 10% in my bone marrow, and it just stayed there. Okay. So there was functioning. It was fine. And I felt fine. So as long as I felt fine... um, they did say I should have chemo, but I was like, I feel fine. I'm I'm okay. She was gonna wait, and so I was like, all right, you know, high okay. five. We're just gonna like. So see then, what's going on. this past April, 2020, in January yeah. when we went down, okay. for my six month yeah. ch- checkup, that's when they said it went to 65 percent. It's growing now. So well, it went from 10 percent to, to 65 yeah. in three months. In three months. Right. And I still said, so it's kind of like a punch in the face. I'm good. I'm not doing chemo. And he was like, um, do you realize you may end up in a wheelchair? I'm good. Okay. And Kathy's looking at me the whole time. Yeah. She didn't push. She just agreed with me. Okay. Okay. If that's your decision. It's your life, your path. And you know? then I went Support home and no I thought about it and I thought about my family and I thought about the kids and I thought about my life and I'm like, okay, I'll just do the chemo. Mm-hmm. So Kathy... After we went to Vegas. Yes. 
Right. Then we went back to the doctors and I told them that I decided I would do the chemo. But I was doing it in up here, not down in the city because it's too much to yeah, travel yeah. every week. Yeah. So with this, then COVID happened. So right. I wasn't really able to take her. So that was that was stressful. That was stressful for me. I had to be a big girl for the first time in my life. I had to go <laughs> by myself and do everything. <laughs> But uh, you you did it. And so what ended up happening is you had chemo. It was really tough. And, and um, so now it's April, May, June, July, August, September. And now we're in October, right? This yes. was last week. So end of September. So about a month ago, a month when we're telling the story, this is recent news that we're going to tell you, is that you had an epiphany that you know because i i was getting sad because they found a mutant strain as well right yes so along with being 65 percent in your bones the cancer now we have a mutant strand that they don't know how to treat um so you you and i kind of because we're we're you know so close is like we there, were, there was a di- you know a downward spiral of like okay you may not be around so I guess we're gonna live it up and so she throws a party and there's a band in her house and we're (laughs) dancing and that's where we were going and then you just kind of had this thing where you said you and I were sitting and you said I don't want to die yes I remember that and you and I looked at you and I'm like oh that's great because I don't want you to die either so I guess we're doing this I guess we're gonna if chemo isn't happening I said come to the house on Tuesday and we're gonna figure this out and so six weeks ago, you started coming to the house. And do you want to tell the story? Yes, go ahead. This is and yours. Yes. We ha- so Kathy started doing healing work on me. And the cancer, I believe, in my heart is really caused by all my past trauma. Thank like you for I saying that out loud. held all my trauma in. I've had a lot of trauma through my life. But losing my daughter probably was the most stressful thing because I had to fight for four years for the lawsuit. So through that is how I ended up with cancer. So Kathy started, we started doing the healing and I started going, we started healing my chakras and opening me up and then going to the gate. And they don't know the gate. They don't know the terminology. So when we say healing work, I it's, it's science meets spirit. What I do. So it depends on what someone needs that um, it depends on what works. So sometimes it's sometimes it's just vibration healing, you know, just putting sound healing and then opening up your body and your cells so that it can heal so that maybe the chemo could go through. Um, And then sometimes it's shaman work where I'm going to burn your hair. And then all of a sudden I feel like I got like an outfit on. (laughs) I don't know who I am and something happens. And then sometimes it's simple prayer. I invoke whoever, whatever saint or whatever you believe in. So it really depends on this. But with with you, when I help people through a meditation state, kind of like not hypnotizing, but like getting you into a calm space so that you can connect to your higher self. I usually go through the elements through your body. And then when you get to the third eye, we have a gate. We call it the gate. And I, I kind of encourage people to open their gate so they can go to their higher self and see what's beyond, you know, that crown chakra. 
So that's what the gate is. So go ahead. Tell them your experience. I also want to say this is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. Entertainment. <laughs> I don't need to line out my door. I don't yeah. need to line out my well, door. Well, this yeah. is for entertainment Entertain- purposes yes. only. Like, please okay. seek medical attention. Okay. Yeah, we're not doctors. So the first time we just did light through my veins to open my veins and open my body to let the chemo work because the chemo was not working. The next time we went to the gate... And Kathy went with me through the gate and my family was there and my family was all around me and they were supporting me. So that made me realize that I have so much support and so much reason to live and I have to heal myself because obviously I don't believe in drugs and stuff. So I think that's probably why the chemo didn't work because I don't believe in it. So I came back out and then the next week we went up again And I went by myself. I told Kathy, I can go by myself now. I think that's part of my journey. I have to start growing up and doing things by myself. So I went in and I brought back self-love. And I need self-love because I've never loved myself. I've always picked on myself, my body, whatever. So I brought back self-love. The next week, I finally let my daughter go. I finally watched her go away and just turn around and smile. And I left that room and I came back and it was, I just felt incredibly light, that heaviness, that missing her. I'll always miss her and she'll always be with me, but I, I was hanging on to her still being here. I acted like she didn't die and that she was here and I had to consult with her and I spent a lot of time just missing her. I finally let her go and she's, she's up there flying around looking over us and I just feel so much better. I just have such a different outlook on life. I walk lighter. I'm happy. And so when I went back to the doctors to get, okay, before you do, that was great. First of all, I'm so proud of you. Like I'm crying because it was after that session, we both knew something happened. We knew something changed in your body. So I don't know. The next time you came to the house, this was the, the, the day before you go back to the doctor, you and I have a conversation and I said, I have this like fanny, I have like this, um, what do you call it? A fan, like fan. when you're hot that, um, Chris Orlando got me, it was St. Hildegard that I got from St. John's Cathedral. And, um, it was about believing. She's all about believe. And I said, you know, I believe. And I, 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 all of a sudden I got reverendy. You know how I get reverendy. I'm like, Colleen, I believe, I think you look great. Like something happened. Some, like, I know that in the practice that I did the last week before you went to the doctor, I did, I, I was, I was performing. I don't know what I was doing, but it was like, I felt so free. I felt so good. I felt like I think something happened. And I said, I really believe you. We have to believe that we can do this. So that's how we left each other. And then you went to the doctor. So now you're sitting at the doctor, you have 65%, as far as we know, you have a mutant strand of cancer in your body that they don't know how to take care of. You have 65% cancer in your bone marrow. What happens? I was going to say, let her talk. I am, but I wanted to, I'm reframing. I'm reframing. So the nurse practitioner comes in and she tells me, oh, I have your um, bone marrow biopsy um, results. And I'm like, oh, you do? And she's like, yeah, um, you have no cancer in your bone marrow. And I was like, what? She's like, 
Yeah, I'm going to have the doctor come in, but you have no, it shows that you have no cancer in your bone marrow. <laughs> now, I don't have my blood results. It will always live in my body. Yes. I'll always have it. But it's as long as it's not in my bone marrow, I am just beyond because that would be what would kill me. The blood I can live with. So um, the, she leaves to go get the doctor and I call Kath, I text Kathy to tell her and she FaceTimes me and she's crying hysterically <laughs> dramatic. and so I'm dramatic. like, I cannot believe this. And she's like, really, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I still for two days did not process that the cancer was not in my bone marrow anymore. And the doctor came in. And she did not know what to say. She was like, I don't know what happened because six weeks ago I told you that your chemo didn't work. And now I'm telling you, you have no cancer in your bone marrow. So. And then there you go. And then I went home and told my children and my grandchildren and my daughter cried her eyes out and was like, you're not going to die. And I'm like, no, I'm not dying. I'm not dying. Because through this whole thing, she was so afraid that I was going to die. Of course. <laughs> We're all freaking, I can't believe it. So, so this was, so how do you, so I, my reaction, it's not about me. It's like, <laughs> it's about you. Is that. But it's our journey. It's our journey. It's our journey. We, you've been through the whole thing. You have never, ever, whatever. If I call you and say, I have to go to the city, you're like, okay, what day? These are the days I can't go. But if you have to go, I'll figure it out. Uh, it, that's what love I couldn't does. have gotten through it without you I could never have made it I could have not went to the city without you well I can't be without you I don't want to be without you you in my life you make my life joyful and you you share and you are the same person you are a giver and a lover and I, there's nothing I wouldn't do for you you to me are a hero like I look at you and I'm inspired in awe of through all the stuff losing your daughter taking care of your special needs children and grandchildren and fighting fighting fucking hospitals and doing all that and never once did you not give for other people never once did you think about yourself and so that to me is a reflection of who i am then then that you attract who you are yes. and that's what this conversation is about that's love that's true love when we were working together, it was love, it was determination, and it was belief. And it wasn't, it wasn't about me being a healer. It was about me facilitating the belief that you can heal yourself, that there is nothing that a team of us can't do if you believe. And now we will never go backwards. Does it mean that, you know, in a couple of weeks, some, I don't know. We don't know, but we're going to fight it. Now we know we can fight things. Now our faith in in this process and love is even greater. And I'm just amazed at how strong you are and, and awe-inspiring you are. And so thank you for trusting me. Thank that, you. You're welcome. I believe that I was given the cancer for a reason. I was, I believe that I had to learn a lot. There was a lot of lessons I had to learn. And that was why I was given the cancer. And that's why I believe I'm not going to get it back because I learned those lessons. Yeah. And even if I do get it back, I'll be able oh, to destroy like, it because like it just means there's a lesson that I fell back on. Yeah. But I needed to learn self-love. I've never had self-love. And whenever I see you, 
you always tell me I'm gorgeous, how <laughs> I'm shining, I'm this, I'm that. You just build my confidence up no matter what. It, it, you always build my confidence and that's what I needed. I needed somebody to build me up instead of tear me down like the past. Amen. Amen. Clap it out. Clap, Clap it, it out. Shake it off your I love you. I, I love, love you. you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to. I hope I help somebody else because if you are really sick, it doesn't mean that the disease that you have is defined, defined you. you. It's, it could be just something that it's a lesson or you have to learn to, to get through it. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I came that came out of it for me, I needed to process, process it for a couple of days was that. There is nothing like I've healed. Like I was telling not like I've healed myself. Like I've transmuted stuff for myself. I help my family, but I would never, ever put somebody I didn't know on the table and say, all right, listen, we're going to do this because there's such a liability. And a I will say, though, that you never said to me, no, I'm going to heal you. No. Oh, my God. You said we're going to work on healing, That's which right. and which you did. You healed my soul which right. healed my body that's perfectly said exactly exactly and it's just it was such a it was so amazing because uh for my like i said about my job is that i am not surprised when somebody's cur- like ashley the story of ashley if you guys haven't listened to that episode about ashley she was cursed and she wasn't walking and we we changed that and transmuted. Now she's walking and has a life, and she's so happy. I wasn't I wasn't as surprised. Like I was like, of course, because I know how to do that. I went to school. I know how to do that. I know how to like when when houses are shaking and there's demonic presence, and I go in and I'm exercising things, and it clears up. I'm like, all right, high five, high five to everybody. That's my job. But I have never witnessed a physical ailment change like that. And so I was taken aback and all it did was build my confidence and build my faith and my belief that anything is possible and I will never, ever be down on myself. Never. I will never be down on myself about what I do. I will never doubt what I can do. I will never doubt my love for people. I will just continue doing what I'm doing and it's because it's because of these situations that just keep me going and I know we're on the right path. So believe in yourself. That's what I had to say. Really? Yeah. Yes. There it is. Mm-hmm. Did I talk too much? No. Okay, good. No. Okay. Sometimes I'm chatty Kathy. It's but all about I, Kathy. I guess so. But you um, you did do that before with dad. I don't remember this story. You said dad had a knee story. I don't remember that. Don't you remember when you put your hands on his knees? On his knee? Oh, he was in the chair. He was in the and chair was... and his knee was really swollen. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And he was complaining because it got into the way of his golf game. So let's be clear. <laughs> priorities, priorities. And at the time, Dad never doubted me, but he didn't believe me. Yeah. He called me Otome. Hey, Susina. He would joke about yeah. things, but he didn't really believe it. I didn't either. But I said, Dad, I'm tired of you being in pain. Why don't you just let me touch? Like, let me just touch it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to pray. And I said to him, can you just pray for to feel better? He's like, well, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> all right. And I remember that. And then it was like a few days he was feeling pretty good. It was pretty immediate. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember doing that, but I remember exactly how. Yeah. I don't know why it's not a benchmark for you. Because it was dad. Uh, Yeah. Because (laughs) because because it it doesn't override me being a dipshit. Yeah. No matter. (laughs) 
<laughs> I could I could walk on whatever and then be like, you're still a dipshit. You know, it's like, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's just true. So, so, so I, I don't, you know, I'm not taken seriously. But right. like, I think, yeah, that was definitely, I remember that. And then he felt so much better. He looked at me and that's when he started calling me, hey, Susina. And I yeah. said, stop doing that. He's like, right. hey, Susina. It's racist, dad. I said, stop doing that. <laughs> stop it. And he called me Oda May. He's called me a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I love Oda May. I know, me too. Yeah. I love her. Me too. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like I feel like I need to have some of your soup. Yeah. <laughs> I need soup. I think we and need crackers. a little grounding. This podcast might be a short one, but I really don't feel like we need I, to no. I don't really feel like we need to fill it up with banter. No. I think it was uh it started out with uh tears about hate and now we end it with tears about love. Yes. So, <laughs> so good. <laughs> High five. So we're ending this podcast now. High I five. call it. Love. Okay, love wins.